Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the Christmas five minutes and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This is deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you're started trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is such as prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Plane landed. Zach, are you with us? 
I am with you, sir. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Patterson. Oh, man, you can call me Lamont. It's all good, man. My dad okay, was Mr. Lamont. Patterson. But... <laughs> okay. You got it. Yes, sir. My mom and dad raised me right, so I just want to make sure I always have respect. Oh, that's so good, man. Yeah, well, I know you got respect, man. I know. I know how you got here, so everything is good. We got that, you know what I mean? So thank you, too, for taking time out. Thank you for taking time to come out and chop it up with us, man, and uh, uh, share your music and uh, your story with our listeners, man. And, um, well, let's let's get cracking with it, man. Uh, I like to always start off and let, let the audience hear from the artists themselves, you know, and then we can jump into the questions, all that stuff, man. But sure. uh, let's start off with Zach. Like, where 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 you get started, man? How did you get started, man? What, what bit you with the music bug? How did you get going? You know, music's been my whole life, Lamar. I've just always played music since I was a young kid, and I was given my first guitar by my mom and dad when I was, trying to remember like four or five and um you know a lot of kids back in the day but you know in the early 90s because i was born in 89 uh they were running around singing barney in the house and i was running around singing light my fire by jim morrison so i was you know heavily influenced by all the old music and um, played piano for a very long time and music's just been in my blood and it's basically all i know in this lifetime so i am just blessed by the grace of god that i am still able to play music uh, doing what I love, sharing memories with all different musicians around the world, around the United States, playing, doing what we love, and um, just being thankful that I'm even able to play, you know, notes and, and hear and listen and see. And, you know, life could be so much worse. So I'm just blessed as a musician to just be able to do what I love. Right, right. And I want to I wanna take this time and also, man, give a shout out to your parents, man. Because uh, yes, I appreciate the that. They're they're amazing <laughs> the parents, and they've always done me well, and have been my number one fan since I was, you know, doing this my whole career, even when I was a kid. So I have to give them a big shout out because if it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd be where I'm at now. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and I wanted to make mention of that too because you know we got so many um, children out there that are, are lacking um, that support system. And sure. that's an issue, and and right. even in the uh, a lot of the school systems now, you know, I'm sure you know they've taken a lot of the music programs out of the school system. Yeah, you know, at an early early age, you know, because I got music in elementary school, you know. Sure. Um, and and along with that, I got into church as well, you know. So it was all around me oh, too. Oh, very from, nice. That's awesome. From ever since I from so from whatever I could remember. But I notice now, you know, the way society is, you know, they don't really have uh, a, a lot of bands and from an early age. Cause, I mean, they used to give us instruments, man. We used to have to pay for that. They used to give us an instrument, and you <laughs> take remember. the instrument home, and you practice. You know what I mean? If you wasn't good yes, at that sir. one, you take it back, turn it in, and you get another one. And, and it, it was no issue. They, I think they'd make you sign a little <laughs> slip that, you know, you wasn't going to lose it or nothing. But it wasn't sure, like sure. it is now, man. And, and, and I hate mm-hmm. that. I mean, now you see a lot of um, producers. I mean, they're computer literate. But they can't play. They can't read a chart. You know what I'm saying? Sure. sure, sure. So, so I think we lost a lot of musicians with that. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. So, so you know, what, was there, what was your what was your? I'm sorry ahead, about that. I'm sorry. Oh, I said it was. It's funny you mentioned that about you know the schools giving instruments out. I remember the day 
how I actually got my first guitar. It's actually a funny story. My mom had bought me a saxophone to start learning sax because she played saxophone when she was a kid. And um, it was expensive saxophone. And it was down in, I grew up in Trinidad, Colorado. And she got it from Virgil's Music, which was downtown, um, right on Main Street and Commercial. And I remember she bought it. I was so happy to use that saxophone. And I got it in class. And nobody told me. I wasn't aware that you were supposed to, you know, wet the reed. So I stuck that thing in my mouth so fast I got a splinter about a third of an inch in my mouth. I remember leaving school. I, I got in trouble a lot leaving school when I was a kid because all I wanted to do was play music. So I left school, walked all the way downtown, and told Virgil. I said, sir, I said, this isn't going to work out. I said, I need to get me a guitar instead. And that's, that's originally how I had got my first Gibson SG was walking in there and he said well your mom just bought this are you sure you have your permission i'm like oh yeah she'll be happy you know whatever and i remember he traded it in and i got a i got a real nice gibson sg and that's that's the whole story of how i actually started playing guitar um was you know my mom and dad had bought me one when i was four or five and you know it was a toy guitar and whatnot and you know just for messing around and playing but that's actually how i got my original you know my first 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 guitar and i think i was at least seven or eight. I think I might've been seven or eight when I, you know, got into the full, full-time thing of, you know, it full-time, you know. Did you, did you, did you do the guitar first or was it the keyboards first? I did the guitar first. And then I started listening to, you know, like Burt Bacharach and Elton John and Yanni and Jim Brickman. And I, I studied a lot of the, you know, the greats, you know, Chopin and Liszt and Beethoven and got into that. And I was just, I just, I still love the piano. It's just such a beautiful instrument. But I told myself, I'm like, you know, that my heart is just right in, you know, right with guitar. You know, immediately if you're a musician, you know this too, right? When you pick something up, you know, it's just, you know, what you're meant for. And that's just how it was for me with my, you know, with my first Gibson that I got. Yeah, I played a sax for many years in school and, um, oh man, I don't know. Tell the story again because it sounds. Crazy. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> what sax did you play? Did you play? Uh... Oh, I went through. I went through alto first, and alto. then about the high my high school years, then I started hearing guys like you know Cold Train and you know Sonny oh, yeah. Rollins, you know some of the some of the jazz greats, and then I started mm-hmm. listening to you know James Brown with the horny horns with you know Maceo Parker. And um, right. you know, some of those guys, and then later on, you know, came you know Manhattan Transfer and some of those other groups that had sure. um, you know a big horn section. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't have you know the Kenny G's and none of those back then. So you know, you played the sax; it was great, but it was kind of limited. You didn't really have a lot of front men that was just out you know sure. playing the sax. You know what I mean? So um, I, I think when I start singing. I think I said, oh, I think I'd rather do this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, but I kind of put the horn down, and, you know, I, I've always been threatening to get another one, but it's always, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a beautician, how a beautician can, sure. can hook up everybody else's hair, but they don't really do their own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I'm going to get me a horn. I'm going to get me a horn. And I know I can, and I'm sure there's around a lot of them around me all the time. But, I, you know, I'm always mm-hmm. doing this or doing something else. You know, and I always figure I am and I will and I can, but I just haven't done it. But anyway, so much about me. Let's well, with, the, with a voice like yours, you don't have to worry about that. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to keep it going. I definitely appreciate that. And I always feel that, too. I said, you know, I'm going to bring in all my friends, and uh, I'm going to record another album, you know. So oh, that's a great, great thing. Oh, yeah, man, because, you know, some great talent has been coming through here. You know, I've met some great people. Um, sure. You know, just like yourself, man, you know, it's dynamic talent, man, and I would like to. That's one thing I had learned, you know, because I did a project many, many, many years ago, uh, you know, with Quincy Jones, and that's one thing that I liked about him. He had the ability to put a lot of talent in one space. Everybody can sure. still be who they are and contribute who they are and come out with a great project, mm. man. I thought that was, you know, awesome. I like to do that Absolutely. Again, too. I could just, I could just hand pick all my ingredients. You know, each component of the group is an ingredient, right? I could just like hand pick each ingredient and put it all in this big pot. Sure. And see what fantastic dish would come out of that. <laughs> right. So what? So I know you. Uh, I, I think I read somewhere that you're sponsored uh, by a guitar company or a string company. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually work with a bunch of different companies. I've been really blessed through the years of working hard and really grinding at it to um, work with some amazing companies. I'm with a few. I'm actually with Gibson and um, Epiphone and Fender, and uh, all my amplification is done through PV. And uh, you know me, of course, Lamar. I'm I'm a huge DR. They're my they're my go to strings and you know, I, I use a bunch of other stuff too as effects and stuff and I use, you know, Jim Dunlop and Boss and Maxon and you know, for all my cables I use Pig Hog and for all my guitars as they get banged up around the years I can actually protect them now because I'm with an amazing company called Pig Hog Cables. Or uh, uh uh excuse me, uh yeah, Pig Hog Cables I use and then Reunion Blues I use because they protect all my you know, my guitars and my instruments. They're just amazing. So it's yeah, I work with a bunch of different companies and I'm an endorsing artist of their stuff and I use, you know, I'm, I'm an old soul. And if I have an old saying, you know, like the old people used to say, if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. Cause I use what works for me. And I'm pretty simple with my setup and my rigs and stuff. And it's always been consistent and always been the same. And, you know, I change everything as least as possible unless I find something that I love, but yeah, I'm with a bunch of different companies and they're all amazing, amazing people. And, all amazing, you know, they're all more like families than they really are companies. They take really good care of me, and I try to do the best that I can as an artist to get out there and, you know, use their products and, you know, just keep grinding as a musician. That's basically all I do is play shows, so. That's great, man. That's a lot of things that a lot of artists uh, wish they could uh, be doing. Uh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, do you uh, do you rock with the same band, or do you use different yeah, players? Yeah, I, I the, same, the same guys. Yeah, the Broken Circle. I'm just with the same guys that I jam with, same drummer, same bassist, and um, uh, it's been really, really good. It's been good on the road. It's been, you know, uh, everyone has been great to us, and you know, we just show up and play and have an amazing time, and then you know, head to another gig. It's it's been awesome. It's been really, really great. You guys touring right now? You know, we took a little bit of time off so I could record. I'm working on some new stuff. As you see, some of the new stuff that I just sent you, the album should be out within the next, you know, month, month and a half. And um, I just wanted to take a, you know, a little bit of time off before we get into the bigger gigs, you know, that's in May, June, July, August, September, which is, you know, I'm going to be on the road a lot. I'll be in, uh, you know, several different states doing different things. And I wanted to make sure that before we go out to make sure all the Broken fans, you know, get all, all great music. 
uh, before we hit the road. Got to keep it, you know, just got to keep the great music rolling. And I, uh, I just love writing music. It's my passion. So. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit about that, and then we're gonna jump into playing some of your music. Sure. You know, I sure. know different different artists, different musicians. You know, they have uh, uh, different ways they compose their music and go into the lab and record stuff. So, sure. what is your thing? I mean, do you write from experience, or um, I mean, I I do, and it's really strange. This is gonna sound really out there, and I'm not an, I'm not too of an out there person. Maybe a little bit, but I, I feel like some of these songs are just out there. And I feel like I just some sometimes, you know, I'll be working and working and working and I'll have, you know, two or three hundred songs that I'll work through and I'll have one that's just great. And, um, you know, or I may not like it, but, you know, the fans will like it or, you know, our producers stuff will like it. But, um, yeah, I just I try to keep the ball as much rolling as as writing as as much as I can to try to get, you know, as much music as I can to make stuff work. You know, if that if that makes sense, I I try to just put all these different emotions and all these different memories together into a feeling, you know, that we call vibration, you know, and it just, I I want all my music to be relatable to people that hear it. And I want it to have a meaning for every person, even a non-listener who doesn't even know who I am or who we are to enjoy the music as well. You know, I, I never write anything that's, you know, negative to go out and do harm to anyone. I never ever would ever write anything like that. I write all about, you know, weird stuff in life that happens and how you deal with it and memories and, you know, events that I can relate to and hopefully others as well, like I said, that are listening can relate to as well. So it's it's really important for me to get, you know, positive messages across and great fun music that everyone can enjoy and, you know, maybe wonder what was that about. Well, I may not know what he's talking about, but this is what it relates to me. You know, if you listen to a great artist like, you know, Ray Charles or the Beatles or Prince or Michael Jackson, you know, he, they all wrote such amazing music that the meaning may have meant something to them, but it also means something to you. That's why we can relate to it and love it too, you know? Right. Old is new and new is old. Amen to that. All righty then, Zach, we got, uh, let me see, we got a few of your songs here queued up. Um, Oh, very nice. What Thank you. you. Like? Let me see what we got. Uh, I don't know. I think I like I like the title of this one. So, well, let's go. What's with, it called? Uh, what you doing to me? What you doing to me? Oh, yeah. Want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah. So, what you doing to me is actually a song I wrote wrote about my wife. Um, as you know, I've been with my wife for 13 years. We've been married for three years, but we've been together for 13 years. I still say common law married, but whatever. But we've been together for so right. long. She's never missed any of my events. She's, you know, my biggest support system in my life other than my mom and dad. And she's so good to me all the time. And it's amazing. All these gigs that I play, you know, for thousands and thousands of people, whether it's festivals or, you know, these big gigs opening for these, you know, big Grammy artists or whoever. I always just look where my wife's at, see if she's having a good time. And this song was actually written just for her because a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people have messaged me. I've probably had over 200 messages well, she, on she Facebook. She's going to be really good to you today when you get home. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Lamar. No, you didn't gave her a really shout. Out. You didn't gave her a shot. Hey, look, you didn't gave her a shout out on the air and stuff, and put her on the pedestal. No, she's she's so dinner. she's so great to me. She, I'm so blessed to have. Just like you said earlier, such a great support system, and I felt I fall in love yeah. with her every time I watch her in the audience. And it's a lot of people say, well, it sounds like your lyrics are you. I'm thinking about you from up above. It's really not like someone's dead or anything like that. It's it's more about me watching my wife from you know, from the stage and the amazing feelings that she gives me in my heart, knowing that I'm loved and knowing that I'm taken care of by my wife. That's why, you know, this amazing feeling called love. I, I wrote the song, what you doing to me? I mean, what are you doing to me? This is an amazing, amazing yeah, blessing. Awesome. So yeah, it was a, it was a great, a great song. I sure enjoyed writing it and, and, you know, uh, putting in the work for those, all these songs have taken a lot of hours and she sure influenced me a lot in my music. That's for sure. That's an awesome story, and shout out to wifey as well. So yeah, yeah we'll go Amanda's ahead and let great. our listeners go ahead and put our listeners on this one. So everybody, let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. This is what you're doing to me. Love that title. Thank you.
Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, that, that was nice. So what That's do you awesome. guys really got up next? What are you doing next? Oh, well, that's a good question. I'm going to finish these songs we've been recording, and then I got um, some really, really cool gigs coming up. I, um, I'm playing May 29th. I'm opening for, um, I don't know if you've heard the band Last in Line. They're really, really famous guys that are all part of the band. It's Vivian Campbell, and he's with Vinny Appes, who is the drummer you know, of Dio. And their bass player is Phil Susan, I believe, from, from Ozzy Osbourne. And then they got uh, another, the other gentleman who sings and plays guitar. His name's Andrew Freeman from The Offspring. So we're doing that May 29th. Oh, wow. um, that's going to be a heck of a show. It's almost that's sold out now. Be- and- is that going to be there in Colorado or here in L.A.? Yeah, that's going to be out here at the the Buffalo Rose um, in Golden, Colorado. That's going to be a heck of a show. And then, um, yeah, we're doing um, – I opened last year for George Lynch from Dawkins. And um, such an amazing guy, really, really cool dude, and always has something funny to say and always makes me happy. So we opened for him last June, and we got invited back by popular demand to open for him um, I don't know if it's going to be with Dawkin or not. I know he he announced as uh, Lynch Mob his band, but I guess some stuff changed with the Dawkin guys, and it may turn into that with you know him appearing, the guys from Dawkin. So that will be kind of cool. And that is at uh, downtown Denver at the 
and that's July 31st. And it's always a blessing to open for George Lynch. He's an amazing musician and great guitarist and overall just an amazing guy, great soul. So it was great to be invited back, and um, I'm really excited about this next one we're going to do. It's July 11th. This will be the third time I play at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Um, I'm, I'm opening uh, for the band The Strawberry Alarm Clock from the 60s. They had the big hit Incense and Peppermints. And um, I listened to a lot of their stuff growing up. As you know, I'm a lot into the psychedelic rock kind of stuff. And uh, the more and more you listen to my music, you'll, you'll catch that. Um, but uh, we opened for Robbie Krieger from The Doors last year in September. And we had got back uh, asked last year because we opened for him even the year before that. So, uh, you know, two years in a row, we opened for Robbie Krieger, the guitarist of the Doors and his band, which he's a phenomenal player, an amazing guy. And his, his band is just awesome and a uh, very, very nice guy. So we were very blessed to do that. And this will be the third time us playing at the Whiskey. I sure love doing um, gigs at the Whiskey at Go-Go. The, the people there are really awesome and so, got to so love West culture. Hollywood for music. I mean, yes. Yeah, so, so much history there in the Whiskey and the Roxy. Um, mm. that, oh yeah, that was yes, that was nice our, that was our hangout yeah. back in the Sly Stone days. We used to hang out there. At the <laughs> I at the Roxy. That's awesome. Yeah, so I've been spot, very you know. blessed with a lot of these gigs, and then we got some festivals coming up out here. And then um, I don't have any management. I'm not with a label or anything. Uh, I wish I did have a label. I'm I'm currently on the lookout wow. for um, someone to pick us up. I've been applying with Alligator and a bunch of different. Um, companies and um, I'm, I, to, I do everything myself. To, let me I book ask you, everything myself. Let me, ask, let me ask you this: Are you trying to do the major thing, or are you considering independent labels as well? You know, I'm, I you know I, I I don't know at this point. I would love to do well, you know, a major thing just because of you know the amount of followers and people backing us and the amount of fans and stuff that we have and support with the music. I would love to do that. But I know God has a plan, and I know he'll put me in the right direction with the right people. And it's not on our time. It's on his time. So I just got to keep thinking that way. Well said. Well said, my friend. So uh, I'm just blessed. Like I said, you know, if something major happens, it would be a true blessing in the world because I'm the person that flies to different states in a suit and tie. And people think I'm crazy because I would, you know, I'll just show up at their venue or wherever they are. And they'll say, okay, are you from here? And I'll be like, no, I'm fine from Denver, Colorado. I just want to come out and give you my EPK. I'm very old school. I like to give all my electronic press kit and my music and stuff in a folder and my lyrics printed out and our followers and the companies I'm with. And I do all that. You know, people are so used to in this day and age to send a text message or sending emails that, you know, it, it we've lost so much interaction with, with you know, I do, I do people the, I, I do the flat. Zach, I do the flash drives yeah. now, all, all, only <laughs> because, all, only because, like you're saying, and I don't know if you thought about this, but you know I'm old school too. But what I found out when I go to a lot of these events and a lot of these conferences, even when I used to do mm-hmm. it, and and because I was an artist first, and I know how it feels to give somebody uh, a package like you're talking about, but that package a lot of times don't make it home with these people. You know, especially now with the airlines, because you got to pay for extra luggage. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And if you got like 30, 40 different artists giving you packages, hard copies, you got to buy another suitcase, and then you got to pay. Sure. <laughs> so what I found out is, what I found out is the easiest thing to do, and I'm doing my listeners hear this too. This is 2020. 
you can get a whole bunch of flash drives really cheap. You know what I'm saying? And you could lock your program on there. You could put all your information on there, your video, your music, your press kit, all that stuff on there. And then leave them mm-hmm. a gigabyte so they can play with it themselves. That's going to make sure. it home. You know what I mean? Because they can put that mm-hmm. in their pocket. They're going to make that home. That's right. not going to go in the trash can because they got to get big 8 by 10 and then they got a bio, and then they got a whole bunch. And I'm just saying it from the industry side. I don't want to be carrying sure. a whole bunch of stuff, but I'll carry a flash right. drive. And, and I'll use you it. You know what I'm saying? It's funny you said that. We oh, had yeah. went out for uh, – we played at NAM for a couple different companies, Winter NAM this uh, January, and that's actually what I did, Lamar, was I brought flash drives and just gave people my music. I was, I think I gave, I don't know, five or 600 out just to people. I wasn't – you know, I just wanted people to hear my music. We had went out for uh, PV and Gibson and Fender and a few of the other boots and DR strings and um, Jim Dunlop, and um, I had did that, actually, was giving away, you know, the my music to people and – and cards with it, you know, of course, they'll probably lose them after NAM because you know how NAM is, but we had uh, yeah. did that right before I had got to play the PV booth right before the guys from Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Buck Darnham and um, Eric Bloom and them did their thing, so that was really cool, but yeah, that reminded me of that. It's a great idea. I need to start doing that, oh, yeah. you know, more of that. Probably be cheaper, and, and, and <laughs> yeah, the people probably. are going to the people. And the people are going to get it, you know. The people are going to get it, you know. The right. uh, the fans, you and know, they're, they're different, you know. Yeah, the and fans are going to keep it. You're helping it. the planet by saving paper. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah, I just mix them up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just make give a few to the fans because they're going to want the picture and all of that stuff. But you know, the industry sure. heads, uh, they want to travel light. You know, give them a flash drive and they'll keep it. You know, and. Like I said, lock your program. You know, you can program it where they can't erase, you know, the entire flash drive. You know what I'm saying? They're going to hear you on that. You're sure. going to be on that forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. As it should be. You know what I mean? You leave mm-hmm. enough space for them to use it for whatever little bit of stuff they want to use it for, too. But you don't care about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You don't care about that. So that's that's fun, though. Yeah, another good friend of mine, uh, Vince Neal. You probably know who he is, too. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Whiskey or Go-Go in the Roxy. Those were the days. So how about... I'm just blessed to be able to play there. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Well, that's that's one more thing. That's one more thing to go um, in your history, you know, on your way to... uh, superstardom man you could definitely say that you played mm-hmm. there nothing wrong with that <laughs> absolutely with that yeah there's a few places that i've really played that really changed my perspective on playing and whiskey was one of them and opening for buddy guy was one of them in chicago at legends that's a that's an amazing place too and buddy and his guys are great that was sure fun oh wow yeah i bet that was who are some mm-hmm. of your who are some of your favorite artists now you know, it's still it's still the same, Lamar. I would be lying to you if I didn't say, you know, John Lennon's probably my biggest influence of all time. But, you know, the Beatles, the Doors, uh, I really love Robbie Krieger. He's probably my favorite guitarist of all time. I just love the way he plays, and that's actually the reason why I got an SG as a kid. And I'm really big into the Grateful Dead. You know, uh, Jerry Garcia has taught me more about playing the right notes instead of the wrong notes and when to play and when not to play than anybody. And, you know, I just, I love, you know, like Jimi Hendrix. I, I, I learned him, his stuff, you know, at a very young age and love Hendrix and, you know, got into guys like Pink Floyd and, 
I'll even go back, you know, like Lexi the Moody Blues Land. and, you know, the, yep, love, love Jimmy. Jimmy stuff is amazing and love the Moody Blues, love Journey, you know, like old guys like the Turtles, you know, um, and then like for new stuff, I like, you know, as you can hear some influences in my music now, I have, you know, a pretty wide, uh, you know, a variety of stuff that newer stuff that I got into when I was older, like, you know, Stone Temple Pilots and Creed, you know, Scott Stapp from Creed. I love love Green Day stuff. Love their stuff, you know. I uh, love their older stuff and Lifehouse and you know the band Live was real big from the '90s. I loved Live with Ed Kowalczyk. He's uh, an amazing artist and love his stuff and you know Matchbox Twenty. But I you know I have Ray Charles and Tower of Power in my car now, so it just depends on what mood I'm in <laughs> and what I'm listening to. But I I love everything. I I try to not limit myself with certain music and I try to give everything a you know an opportunity to listen and I try to find you know, beauty and all music and all craft and all different artists and what they're trying to make. So I, I love a lot of different stuff, but for me, I'm an old school person. So if I were to put my stuff in a, in a category, I would say something new, but I'm stuck in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, I know. And I've been, I've been looking, I've been looking at wrapping my mind around psych- psychedelic blues rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've, it's, interesting, we've, it's been interesting a blessing combination. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's funny too that you said, you know, the psychedelic blues because not all this music that I play is all, you know, just rock. I play a lot of blues stuff too and I play a lot of blues festivals. You know, and I've opened up for and got to meet many, many great artists in the blues industry and I've got to work with some amazing people and I'll just give you a few people that I've opened for in the last couple of years. I've opened up for um you know, I opened up for Jason Ritchie, who's an amazing harmonica player. You know, we opened up last year at the Blues Festival for Robert Randolph. And uh, we did Indigenous. We did Vanessa Collier. We did Albert Castilla about a month ago. Lance Lopez, Anna Popovic, Michael Allman. You know, so those are all more, you know, the blues side. Some of them are blues rock, but more the blues side. You know, Buddy Guy blues and that stuff. And then, you know, on the rock side, we've opened up for bands like Fuel and Great White and Stephen Piercy from Rat, you know, and then, you know, Kip Winger and the guys that I'd mentioned before. But, yeah, the the, the blues stuff really got me, you know, going because I sure love Buddy Guy and I sure love all the old, you know, blues players. It's It sure is a big part of the music, you know. Yeah, some serious guys that we're hanging out with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's play some else. But, Zach, how about, uh, let me see, Wasting Time. Yeah, that's that's a great one. That's the song that I had wrote when we were out in California, actually opening up for Robbie uh, this last September at the Whiskey A Go Go. If you actually go on YouTube, you can watch the video of Wasting Time, um, and it's it's a great song. You know, there's not it's it's really honest. There's not a million takes we did. It was pretty much one take, one straight through, and it's about life. It's about you know, I think we're wasting time on a lot of stuff. You know, you can waste your time worrying about outcomes in life, you know, diseases and things that you can't control or, you know, you know, you right. can just deal with it and, and understand that it's all not in our control and it's in the Lord's. And a lot of people find themselves wasting time in, in situations where there's really nothing, you know, needed to be wasting because it's just life, you know? And I, the funny thing in the song that I had put, the funny thing that I put in the song was a lot of people don't even know that it's raining and then they look outside and it's pouring. It's kind of a funny thing because people aren't paying attention to stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, that's, out of all the songs that I have, um, that one's 
one of my top. And then a couple of the other ones that I don't think you have, we were actually recorded with Tom Hambridge. He's a uh, uh, five-time, I think he's five or six now, Grammy. Congratulations to his last stuff. He won with Buddy Guy and Kingfish and the stuff um, that he did. But he recorded uh, two songs that we had did, and they were down in Nashville at Ocean Way Studio. And we recorded Shapes with him, and we recorded Train Station with him. And um, all this new stuff is is with our our new producer and engineer now, who I absolutely just love, and he's my favorite. He's one of my you know really good buddies. I actually met him at church. He's a big follower of the Lord too, and just a great all around guy. And I'll bring him this stuff, and we'll record it. But um, yeah, so I mean, I don't want to bore you. Play the song. I hate to just bore you. Guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, no worries, man. We just I'm just listening to you. So you know, when you get ready with sure. the new stuff, man, just make sure you come back sure. here so we can get a list of that as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes, but sir. Every- I sure will. All righty then, everybody. You know the drill. Here it comes. <laughs>
Okay, your girl Miss Dramaganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Yeah. Everybody, we're back with Zach DeBona and the Broken Circle, and we're just chopping it up, talking about this business that we love. Yes, sir. I'll tell you one thing, Lamar. Today we're not wasting time. <laughs> uh, no, and I hope I hope our listeners out there could definitely learn something um, from you. Matter of fact, I want to just jump over there for a second too. Um, what would you suggest? I mean, what would you tell somebody else out there that you know is trying to do what you're doing? Well, you know, I'd make it. I would make sure that this is your first priority in life and and what you want to do with your life. I've known what I was supposed to be and what I'm going to be my entire life and my entire existence. So, you know, things are going to get tough in life and um, you're not always going to be okay sometimes to play. I, I, had, um, I was in a bad car accident many years back and I had um, open heart surgery three, almost four years ago down in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas and Dr. Al you've already saved my life. He removed um, my xiphoid process, the bone between my chest in my pericardium. Um, I went from 190 pounds down to about 110 pounds within a couple months. And my mom actually had a dream. She would say that the Lord had told her what exact doctor to go to when I had saw all these doctors and they didn't know what to do. And um, he saved my life and I couldn't play guitar for a little amount of time. It was very difficult for me. And point proven is that you never know what kind of obstacles life is going to throw at you. But if you know who you are and you stay grounded with who you are and what you want, nothing can change that. That's the beauty of life is that, you know, the only thing that's ever made me happy in life, you know, like some people it's going shopping, some people it's seeing a movie, some people it's, you know, going camping. For me, it's always been just playing guitar. So just do whatever you love. And as long as you're not hurting others and not hurting yourself and making a contribution to something you love and to your being, I think it's a beautiful thing to just work on just being yourself and trying not to copy everybody. You know, in this music industry, I see so many people trying to rip off so many different artists. And, and, and I understand why. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, Joe Bonamassa, all these guys are so amazing. But, you know, if you were sitting with Jimmy or if you were sitting with Stevie Ray Vaughan, would you, would you really believe that these gentlemen would say, all right, go out and play my music? Now, Jimmy would ask you, Steve Ray Vaughan, any of these guys would ask you, hey, what do you got to show me? Let's hear some of your work. Oh, that's the beauty of music right. is you can all create something so different. And you can be an you can be influenced. I'm not saying, you know, that you can't be influenced by people because I am. You can hear, you know, Robbie Krieger and Jerry Garcia and all these bands in my playing. But I'm also not, you know, going out and playing covers all the time trying to do this. And if you're in a cover band, that's amazing. But stay original. Do your thing. And don't let anyone take away your passion and love for music in this industry. It's, it is uh, very, very important that you stay focused and practice and love what you're doing to be successful in this industry. And I'm still learning every day. You know, people all the time are asking me. I go into random places asking me for autographs and stuff, and I just find it just funny. I think it's just silly because I am learning daily. I go home. And I take guitar lessons from several people. I take guitar lessons still to this day. I take it from um, Simon McBride, who's uh, Paul Reed Smith, PRS's like 
number one guy who demos all of their PRS guitars. And I've actually spoke to Paul Reed Smith at NAMM and visited with him. And I told him I'm just consistently learning. You know, I have some friends that are, you know, play all this fast Eric Johnson stuff. And I'm like, hey, you got to catch me up to speed on some of this stuff because I'm really worried about writing songs that people can remember and people can, you know, you know, you can remember the lyrics to. If you, there's a million artists that are just amazing out today that are playing all these licks, you know, these fast licks, but you can't remember any of the music which doesn't credit them right. for being not a good musician. I'm just trying something different than any, you know, that you may want to do with your sax playing or what Jim may want to do with his drum drumming. You know, you got to find what works for you and do it and enjoy it along the way, you know? And I think part of that too is understanding why you're doing music. Cause if, <clears throat> you know, and I understand right. from both sides, from being, from being a, from being a, a musician, from being a producer, a manager and, and, you know, even having mm-hmm. my label now, I mean, I've worn different hats at different times. So I understand from being an artist and I understand, you know, from the A&R perspective, you know, um, it, it, you know, it's tough when you're artists because you, you want to sound like somebody else, of course, you know, because that's sure. what people are sure. doing. That's just natural. Time. Yeah. You know, you sure. know, that's what people are listening to. Uh, that's the big act right now. So you want to sound similar. Sure. Okay. That's one part of it. But then the downside of that is the industry don't want you if you sound too much like this guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you want the, you want them to sound, exactly. They want you to sound enough like. So you could be marketable, but they don't right. want you to sound like because we already got him. You know what I'm saying? So it's six on one, right. almost a half a dozen on the other. So um, it's, 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 it's crazy. So, you know, I want to ask you, too, what do you think, uh, how important is uh, social networking to you? Oh, I think it's it's incredibly important. I think that that's how it's done today. You know, that's. I'm not a genius at any of this stuff. I'm just a regular person that plays guitar and has to do all this myself. So I had to learn the hard way of continuing failing, you know, and playing gigs after year after year and nobody knowing who you are. And then, you know, having Instagram, having a big following on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff that we're on now, it, it really helps because everyone's looking down, you know, nobody's reading a paper anymore. People are looking down at their phones all day. And um, it's, it's really, you know, that's the best way in my opinion to just, you know, if you find new music, you know, you're always, you know, I find a lot of new music on the computer, on my phone, or, you know, artists that I really, really like and appreciate, you know, there's been a ton of artists that I've, you know, ran into at NAM that I know now that I was like, oh, that that's that person. I saw them on YouTube. Oh, there's that person. I saw them on Facebook. Oh, there's that person. I saw them on Instagram. And yeah, social media is, you know, it's not walking into a studio like it used to be and show talent, you know? Well, the good thing is that 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 you you were a tried, true, and blue musician. Uh, back in my era, we didn't really have the internet. You know, you'd have to stand on a box, uh, a soapbox, and you have to bring it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. We right. didn't have. We wasn't. Right. We wasn't really a whole lot of produced artists. And you know, what I say a, a mm. produced artist is one. You can go in a studio, uh, punch in and out all day long, and once the guy do the song five thousand times, by the time you get to the stage, you should know it. You should be able to perform it. You know what I'm saying? But it's sure. different when you just say. Uh, come on, Zach, hit it right now. You know what I mean? And you just got to yeah. come with it. You know, there's no thought sure. about it, no whatever, whatever. Right. To me, that makes the difference of a true artist versus a produced artist. 
you know, Absolutely. and, um, you know, uh, with the Internet and the social networking, why I mentioned that, you know, for our listeners, is it's, it's, it's a service and a disservice. And why I say it's a service is because you could touch the masses like you're talking about if you have uh, a team or somebody in place like yourself that's computer lit that know how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. From the industry mm-hmm. side of it, well, I don't really like it. Um, a lot of A and R people, they're gonna look at your your likes, and they're gonna look at you know all your hits, and they're gonna look at all them stuff before they even listen to your music. And I think sure. that's a disservice from how it used to be, because we used to listen to the music first. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, right. then would go there. But now, you know, say your social networking and stuff is lacking. That's no discredit to you as a musician. You could be an excellent musician, but your numbers don't reflect that because you don't have the team to really work it. So what does that say? Sure. Do you miss out? Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I don't mm-hmm. like that part of it. You know. I hear anyway, you. I hear man, you on we that. got a few. More. <laughs> it's crazy. I hear you on that. But, but you really got to be all that you could be uh, as an artist, as a producer, mm-hmm. you know, writer, singer. You really got to just be all that you can be uh, if you really want to make it. And I like the fact that you sure. want to work with different produ- different producers, um, different artists. Um, oh, absolutely. Because that's how you become a great. That's how you become a great, well-rounded artist. If you shield yourself mm-hmm. up in the room and only listen to you, all you listen to you is you. Come on, man. <laughs> what if it don't right. like you? Right, you know, and that's, that's funny you said that. Because the broken circle, everyone always asks me what that means. And, you know, when I had named the band, you know, Zach DeBono and the Broken Circle, I had thought about because, you know, bands break up and bands split and bands go different directions and people's lives change. That's a fact. That's that's every day. But, you know, it's so cool when I travel, I get to play with all these different musicians. So I have my guys here that I jam with. And then sometimes, you know, if they're busy or doing other things, I'll invite other musicians that I know to come up and do things. Sometimes I'll invite, you know, heck of it, you know, sometimes I'll invite an extra guitarist or a bongo player or, you know, someone who plays the harp or the cello, something, you know, it's just something different. It's never a complete circle. It's always broken. Nothing's perfect in this life other than the Lord. And all I find is that, you know, wherever I am, you know, it's, it's a, it's a broken circle because no matter what I'm doing, I'm making music with all kinds of great, you know, artists. I know, you know, Leonard Cohen and a lot of famous people would go to different cities and hire different people. It's, you know, it's I don't do that all the time, but I mean, if we, we have something that'll, you know, work out or something, I'll, I'll call different people and make it work. All of it is just about making music and having fun and doing what you love. You know, if I was in this to compete with other artists, I wouldn't be playing music. I'd be playing football or doing something like that. And God knows my size. I'd get killed. So I would not be doing that. But I'm not in this to compete with anyone but myself at the end of the day and just know that I'm trying to do the best that I can with my music, you know? Yeah, great. Hey, man, let's try to get another song in right quick, man. Let's play Lazy Day. Okay. Oh, hey, oh, I was right. going to ask you. Uh-huh. You got uh, You uh-huh. got Divided on there? You know what? Divided didn't ever download properly for me, man. Oh, it didn't. Well, no worries. Lazy Days is cool. That's a great song. I wrote it about um, got, uh, uh, basically about my, my Persian cat. Yeah, we have Lazy Days, Mercury Tears, and Hey Baby. Yeah, Mercury Tears is my new one. That one's getting a lot of good reviews. Do you mind playing that one? No, we can go with that. Mercury Tears, everybody. We, yeah, we got the Mercury Tears of Mary. Yeah, here you go.
mercury tears of memory are coming down again. The mercury tears of memory are coming down hard. She's always in the sky. I only see her when I'm high But sometimes I wonder why And is she happy? all of our music on on uh, reverb nation you can have free download you don't have to pay for it um our stuff is on spotify and itunes it is all over uh youtube as well and soundcloud anywhere you want you know if you can just contact me and you want it personally and you can't get it somehow i will give it to whoever wants it you are more than welcome to have my music so thank you so much man i appreciate you man had a great time and definitely come back through uh, with the yes, sir, stuff, Mark. man. We're glad to be glad to have you back. And uh, shout out to Sherry. Got to say, what's up? They're doing a great job. Yes, Sherry has Love taken her. really good care of me. She's an amazing lady. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, let me know when you come through uh, L.A. to Whiskey, man. I run down and meet you personally. Well, come down. I'll put you on the VIP list and give you get you one of those tables. Sound good. We'll do that. We'll do that. Everybody, this is Zach DeMono. Uh, if you didn't hear the show from the entirety, it'll be available worldwide, everywhere, on all your favorite platforms. And like I always say, ask your mom, ask your daddy, ask your neighbor, ask the milkman or the gas station attendant. He can tell you where you can go hear this show. You know what I'm saying? Worldmovement.com. Mm-hmm. You definitely can hear it. I am Andy. I heart everywhere, everywhere. And we'll be back next week. Same bad time, same back time. I love you much. I am Andy out.